Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the pumpkin spice latte. Let me enjoy a thing for once! I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, it's all about chakras, witches in the news, and a spell for back to school. I don't know what I love more, school or pumpkin spice lattes. Sorry, this is a, you're pumped for this episode. Well, I, okay, maybe I love back to school more than school. But I probably love pumpkin spice lattes more than back to school. I like the feeling of pumpkin, so pumpkin spice lattes and back to school sort of come together at like the same moment. first day of school, new backpack pumpkin spice latte in hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into peach now. I wear a lot of peach Exactly. A lot of goldenrod. This is who I am now. Ooh, look at my markers. Look at my markers. I got crayons. Man, I could talk about back to school forever. (laughs) But we have to, no, we have to talk about how you're doing. We have a big episode. We have a lot of chakras to talk about. So It's hot in here. It's stupidly hot in here. But it's not that bad because you know how we were complaining about the weather not being amazing ever? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like we've hit this like kind of good point where it's humid and I'm still sweating, but I'm not hot necessarily all the time. Like it feels kind of like warm autumn. Guess what? Because it's in the fucking 80s. Yeah. This is, ooh, it's summertime, but I'm not ready to peel off my skin. Yeah. Like short shorts are still perfect. Yeah. But I'm also like, ooh. Getting a little chilly once the sun goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And I think that's the climate crisis, right? right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Like, it shouldn't be like this. It's August. But. Dude, yeah, September in New York, I remember, because you moved here in August, or in October. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, September in New York, peak. Peak Peak. New York City. That's good. Anyway, more about me. Please, go on. Some people love to, like, make fun of, like, Ancestry.com and stuff like that. And, like, people are like, oh, man, I'm, like, 3% irish and now you can kiss me on saint patrick's day yeah that's the one we're international we're an international podcast it's just because we have listeners in canada (laughs) we are international so my mom tammy Mm -hmm. is really into genealogy yes and it's been very and like enlightening and very Mm -hmm. eye-opening for her because my mom is the youngest of 12 that's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot of those are not full-blood siblings. So both of her parents had previouses, just like my parents both had previouses. And her mom is sort of a mystery. My grandmother is sort of a mystery. I'd always known her as Azel, mm-hmm. Azel Bettis. And we come to find out that's like not her real name. Ooh. And that she'd gone through many previous names and that we're not 100% sure. I mean, maybe since this most recent weekend, my mom is more sure of what her real name is but um she'd gone by names like Dottie and Virginia are they all like stage names or I do not know so my mom through this process of 23andMe found like this whole side of the family living in Washington and my grandmother had always you know she had close uncles and stuff like that or close brothers that she had introduced to my mother but like my mom is the youngest of 12 like a lot of her siblings are like dead or like super old like in their 80s so there's like this whole I mean I don't know I think my grandmother was like in her 40s or like late 30s when she had her I'm not 100% sure but it's like there's this whole part of like her family history that she had no contact with because her mother was like so mysterious about it Mm. and like not the nicest woman I can say with confidence actually a very heartful and abusive person so she was always sort of kept away from her family. And, you know, the sensation I always got from her was that, like, her mom was, like, protecting her mm-hmm. from her family. Come to find out that, actually, her mom was isolated from the family Oops. because of her behavior. Well, So, you know, my mom had always sort of felt, like, marooned, like, abandoned by, like, this family yeah. that she had no connection with. And she 
was close or sort of knew of her father's family, the Bettises, but like never knew about her mom's family. So long story short, like 23andMe and Ancestry.com like connected her with these cousins and she got to go to her first family reunion (gasps) with that side of the family. That's so exciting. My mom's like in her 60s. Like this is like very special. So she goes and the whole weekend is her like finding out all of the ways that she is similar, all of the things that she gets from this side of the family. And it's like my grandfather, her dad's family was like very religious, like very reserved. Mm -hmm. And like my mom was like a performer, you know, she's like from California, like, um, like did musical theater, like played tambourine, very talkative, very social. So fun. Super fun. Tammy, super fun. And come to find out that like, her mom's family like love to sing. They like all Aww. play guitar. They dance. They're so funny. It's like they have all of this like wild energy. And one of the reasons that like her mom had kept her away or that there, the assumption was, was like they're like these musicians and stuff and they tour, but also there's like a lot of drugs. Like my family, like the California family, it's like most of them are in fucking prison and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. they had a lot of issues with addiction. You go up to Washington, none of them have that problem. The fresh air, baby. I guess so. And like the legal weed. So I guess it's like, you know, opportunities and stuff like that. Like you can't go to prison for something that's legal. But it was just really nice, I think, for her because her mom was so... Like her her mom was just like not approachable and not open to go and be with these people that knew her before she became that person. To be around all these people that's like, oh, that's where I get this. And that's, you know, that's where I get that. And she was like, the biggest disappointment was, was that like there are so many people that were dead so it's like you know there's so many people that like I knew or knew about that are like no longer living so I can't get their story but I can get like their daughter's story and she was like telling me that she had like these five like core cousins and they would stay up until like 3 a.m just like talking and I was like that's so cute that is so cute like how special so yeah it was it was just very precious for me Mm -hmm. I guess to be like oh like I get so much of like my art making and I felt like my charisma from my dad because there's a spider right there do you see it I do that's the tiniest spider I've ever seen he jumped he jumped he was so tiny anyway that's my story anyways I loved your story and I don't know what's happening with the spider well he's gone now I guess somewhere oh Ralph how are you Ralph the spider I'm good So, we got a shout-out to Joshua Starks. Bruh, we should have done it already. We didn't (laughs) do it. We did not do it. You caught us in this weird period where it was right before we released a mini-sound, and so then it was, like, four weeks later where we record, and and then we were like, whoop, didn't even think about it because we were too busy talking about whatever the fuck we talked about last time. Oh, psychic mediums. Yeah. And murder. Right. So... Some heavy topics. Some heavy topics. Joshua, on behalf of everyone at Witch Yes, we apologize for not shouting out your name earlier. You're a complete sugar zaddy. We completely adore you. Thank you so much for your donation. Please don't be mad at us. (laughs) And the other thing I wanted to talk about was, have you heard of CoStar? Oh, the app? The app. From which I, like, live my entire life? Have you been using it? Yeah. I've, I've wow, way to never mention it to me. I talk about it all the fucking time. No, you don't. Since yeah. when? I'm like the moon. You I'm know? literally transcribing things, and I've never heard you talk about it once. Oh, Uh-huh, I had to have John Clifton, friend of the pod who does not listen to the pod, tell me about it. What? How do you not know? What was your... I didn't know. What was, what was your update, your day at a glance? It says, your effective friendships can be models for the romantic ones. Mine so it's is, just you. It's about you. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. Mine was, your progress does not have to be accompanied by guilt. Oh, I like that. That's nice, like, too. Thank you. What was the one I had the other day? I posted about it. I think it was like, get your shit together. Oh, it was oh, like, yeah. handle your shit. And yeah. I was like, why are you speaking to me like this? <laughs> this is day one of me having you. What did I do to you? So anyway, there's like a NASA app called CoStar, C-O hyphen S-T-A-R. It's pretty cool. You guys can download it. It's fucking free. There's another one that's not free. That's not real. Don't do that one. Also, it's not for Google. 
It's not available for Google. Marcel tried to do it. That sucks for him. This is what happens when you have a Google phone. Are we doing like app shoutouts? Oh, I don't know. Is this like the app shoutout time? Sure. I have one more called Moon Phase. Okay. It tells you at what phase the moon is in Mm -hmm. and also based on your current weather climate, whether or not you can see it. So we're at 99% full moon right now in this moment. Oh. And then it tells you like. That we cannot see it tonight because there was a thunderstorm. Like what moon zodiac it's in. It's an Aquarius. Ooh. Right? Tell you. That's what's up. Anyway. That's really cool. The super interesting information that you all love and are super excited about. Okay. Before we get into this. I guess if you read the title of our episode today, you know that we're talking about chakras. Is it chakras or chakras? I think it's like Chicago, Chicago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so you go with one and I'll go with the other. I like chakras, so I'm going to stick with the sh sound. Okay, I'm going to go Like Alicia. Chakras. Okay. I'm going to say like that, like a whisper. Like Alicia. Alicia. Perfect. Great. So just like to preface everything, I think it's really important for you guys to understand that there is... The traditional historical Indian concept of chakras. And that's like from the Vedas and this sort of new age occultist Western Euro-American yogi understanding of chakras. And I want you to know that I'm very interested in the old. I think we're all very interested in the old and the traditional. But I'm also very interested in like the contemporary interpretations that pull from tantric beliefs. So I'm saying all of this to cover my ass. But also because you're most likely going to encounter facets of both of these on your spiritual journey so I want you to have at least a couple tools in your toolbox for both and I want you baby witches to be able to hold these two sometimes very different philosophies at the same time and decide what resonates with you what you feel comfortable with etc and I want all of you baby witches to know which one is fucking which (laughs) there are a lot of chakras and I didn't know where they all went what and now I do where's the third eye I don't know you would think But you're wrong. But you're wrong. So get ready. And also, I want to make sure that you know that I'm not placing any kind of hierarchy for either system. I'm not saying like, oh, the old, like the traditional is more true and more authentic. You know, there are writings from the 1600s that change interpretations from writings from the 1300s, which have changed interpretations from the 900s. I want everyone to just chill out and understand that like whatever resonates with you is true and authentic to you. And that doesn't necessarily have to resonate with someone else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are they? These chakras. What are they? Chocolate. 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 (laughs) So... Chakras are these energy centers that flow in a vertical pattern up through the center of your body. They are described as wheels, discs, flowers, often lotuses, with a certain amount of petals. Currently, the most popular set of chakras is a set of seven, starting at your booty and going all the way up through your body to the top of your head. Within them is an energy called prana, which is like the ultimate healing energy that flows through all of life. Your job is to keep these chakras aligned and open so that your energy stays connected with the prana and the energy of the universe. So they can get blocked? So if one of your chakras is blocked, that means that something is getting in the way of your chakra fully expressing itself. Chakras are blocked by low vibrational emotions, specific turmoils, trauma, or even negative thoughts and feelings. So stop self-deprecating. You're only hurting your chakras. Blocked chakras can also happen when you allow other people's perception of life and of you affect you. You're too busy trying to fit this mold of what you should be that you unintentionally block a chakra and forget who you are. So fuck other people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. There's lists of symptoms that are associated with each specific kind of block. And we'll get into that later when we talk about each specific kind of chakra. Exactly. But there's ways to unblock these chakras. Usually you're going to unblock a chakra through meditation and guided meditations are super helpful. But you can also use mantras and mudras. Okay, guys. So a mantra. I'm just going to define it for us to know the vocabulary word. Fair? Fair. A mantra is a sound syllable word or group of words that is capable of creating transformation. The Sanskrit word mantra consists of man to think and the suffix tra meaning tools or instruments. Thought instruments. Thought instruments. That's it. Instrument of thoughts. Brain violins. Brain violins. Brain orchestra. Oof. Oof. And you are the conductor. Ooh. I like that. The mantra that you probably are the most aware of is the Bija mantra, like Om. We know Om. We've heard of Om. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Bija mantra. 
Nidra mantras are one-syllable sounds that, when said aloud, activate the energy of the chakras in order to purify and balance the mind and the body. When you say the Bija mantra, it resonates with the energy of that chakra, which helps you focus on your awareness to your body and of its needs. And then mudras are like spiritual hand gestures. And this is like dope as fuck, you guys. Is it like fucking Naruto? Choo, 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 choo. I breathe fire. I do not know Naruto enough. Sexy jutsu. Too. And then I'm a beautiful lady. Is that also Naruto? Yeah. All right. You know, four people really enjoyed that joke. I'm sure they did. I'm just not one of the four. (laughs) So, okay, look at your hand. Assuming you have four fingers and a thumb, each finger represents the five major building blocks of which the entire universe is created. Holy shit. Right? So each finger represents an element, fire, air, space, earth, and water. There are certain hand gestures that you can make normally during meditation that can help in unblocking chakras. There are also mudras for a variety of ailments. From ear infections to speeding up your metabolism to helping with diseases. Of course, we at Witch Yes highly encourage you to go to a doctor if you're sick, but doing a few hand gestures in the waiting room won't do you any harm, so we won't judge you for trying. All right, so mantras, mudras, and then there are chords. Oh shit, so these fucking chords, let me tell you. Yeah. Because I've done some chakra work, and hooks and chords have been a regular part of my life. Excellent. So another way a chakra could be blocked is by someone else. Let's blame it all on them. Yeah. This isn't about me. I'm perfect. I'm great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cord is an energetic exchange between two or more people. When you and your buddy interact, an energy cord between you is formed. Good energy cords keep both parties in high vibrational states and positive energy to the environment. Bad energy, toxic energy. Bad juju. Ex-boyfriend energy cords Mm -hmm. cause damage to both parties and also to their environment. That makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes it only takes one person to cause a bad energy cord onto someone else. Those cords are called invasive cords. So invasive cords will make us feel like the connection we have with someone else is being used in a predatory way. And I know you all have felt this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we can all relate and it's detrimental to our well-being and to our personal and spiritual development there are three types of invasive cords you need to be aware of for onesies hit me with number one numbing when an invasive cord attaches to a head of a chakra it resembles a hook this hook will numb the chakra and restrict its natural functioning so habitual usage cords have been with an individual for most of their lives usually put in place by a parent or other caretaker The effects of a habitual usage cord are low energy and lack of freedom or personal development. These feel inevitable or karmic for the person with that cord. That person feels like they cannot imagine a life without being controlled or drained. This would happen if you were in an abusive household growing up or if you are or have been maintaining a toxic relationship with someone who has addiction or trauma that they bring into your relationship. The last invasive cord is active denial. Active denial cords normally happen by a group or shared identities who agree to the same view of reality, even if the truth is clearly visible to everyone else. A good example of this is a group of people who support a certain political propaganda, even if it goes against reality. Think flat earthers or climate change deniers or anti-vaxxers. Yikes. A lot of cords. A lot of ways to fuck up your chakras, apparently. But then there's like one more. So it's like there's two ends of this spectrum, right? So there's like the blocked Mm -hmm. and then like cords and hooks Mm -hmm. and then overactive chakras so yeah you don't only have to worry about blocked chakras you also have to worry about overactive chakras if your chakra is overactive that means you're spending too much attention to this area of your life usually at the expense of other areas having an overactive chakra for too long may result in excess energy which means you might get sick so it's kind of like when you're going 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 And like you have that huge deadline and you make that deadline and you feel great Mm -hmm. and then you get sick like the day after. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the goal is for your chakras to be aligned at all times. Nothing blocked, nothing getting too much attention, everything just aligned and balanced. Namaste. All right. So we are aligning. One would think top to bottom, but actually nothing in the universe works like that. Then why would we think that? Buildings, you get in on the first floor, you go up. Trees grow from a seed in the ground, and they grow up. When you're a baby, you're on the ground like a little nasty grub jelly bean, and then you grow up. Question. Okay. Baby birds, they're in a tree, and then they come down. Fuck. 
We're different birds, birds don't have chakras. <laughs> they do have chakras. How dare you? All birds go to heaven. Yeah, probably. Because they fly there. <laughs> and I was like, juices. Bye. They go to heaven every day. Every day. Me and God, we tight. We tight. We tight. All right. So one would think, right? From the bottom. What? How would you? What's the bottom of your body? My feet. There's no chakras down the there. The underside of my feet. There's no chakras there. What the fuck happens with my legs? Your legs don't go to heaven. What? No. In heaven, no one has legs. They only have buttholes because that's where your first chakra is. Amazing. It's called the root chakra. So the root chakra is often displayed as a red lotus with four petals. The first three chakras are the chakras of matter. And the root chakra is, of course, the first one. Its element is earth. That makes sense. Because that's where the brown comes from. I mean, earth is kind of like just like the lowest, you know. It's also brown. I mean, it could be like a desert. Like it could be like a tan. Yeah. It could be. Could also be green, I guess. But that's. Well, I mean, I guess the earth is under the grass. Doesn't matter. Back on task. Location. Location. So I don't know what a coccygeal plexus or perineum is. And I was afraid to Google it because I thought I might get flagged. So. What? Fucking for scary porn. So. Its activation point is near your tailbone or your anus, your anise. Anise is a, an herb? Your anus. Oh. So you get an idea of where the root chakra. Is that the scientific term for it? <laughs> it's your butthole, okay, guys. It's your butt, guys. So what it governs is as the first chakra, it is where we, we begin our development, both spiritually and as children. It's concerned with basic human needs of survival. Food, water, safety, comfort, belonging. It's primal and it has a direct connection to fear and that it negotiates our fight or flight response. It also helps us negotiate our self-esteem. Oh. So when this chakra is blocked, most likely as you're developing as a child, at any point, do you question, do I feel secure? Do I feel safe? Am I fed? Do I belong? If as a child you felt that any one of these was not a solid 100% yes, hell yeah, then you are susceptible to issues with your root chakra. Cool. You're, and you're like, Hello. Starting the game high. <laughs> so how you're going to feel this, these are the symptoms. You're going to feel restless or experience a lack of energy, which may be expressed as anxiety, worry, panic, depression, frustration, resentment, anger, rage, having no interest in the world or in your own survival, all those good, good feelings. Oof. Damn. This is like a therapy session. Some pages noted hatred or resentment for your body, and some even linked it to eating disorders. You may also experience issues with your colon or your bladder. And really, a lot of this blockage comes from fear. I just had a pee break. Is this me? Yeah. It is you. This is our intervention. Your whole family comes out. They wouldn't be here. That's why you have problems with your root chakra. Freak out. (laughs) So I put together like these little affirmations for balancing when you're doing these meditations, right? As you're meditating on your root chakra, I want you to either say aloud or within yourself, I am home and I trust myself and I have what I need. And the bija mantra is lam. Lam. So next is going up. Going up. We're Where moving on up. So we have the butthole. Yes. Then there's the, the sexy one. The sexy one. Called the sacral chakra. Sacral. It is a white lotus with six orange colored petals. Inside the lotus is a white crescent moon, which represents the connection of the energy of the moon with water. Which that makes sense, right? The moon is kind of whitish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Its element is water. Very interesting, I thought, because Scorpio is supposed to be connected with, like, your genital region. Yeah, 100%. And it's a water element as well. Mm-hmm. These things cross over. As above, so below. What is happening here? That is here? what this whole podcast should have been called. Exactly. But it was too long to fit in it the title. Way too long. And you would never know what that meant. Be like, what is this? The location of the sacral chakra is three inches below the belly button in your lower belly. So not your genitals, not your large donkey dick, because that goes past your root chakra. Like That's <laughs> donkey, going backwards, bruh. Your donkey dick doesn't get into heaven. Your donkey dick doesn't come. But my uterus does. Exactly. Fuck you. The sacral chakra is connected with the sense of taste and with reproduction. That one makes sense. 
This is the sex chakra. Hell yeah. Mm-mm. The sacral chakra is all about unconscious desires, especially sexual desire. Very conscious desire. Very conscious. The front. The first desire. <laughs> it also governs feelings, relationships, and creativity. It is associated with the realm of emotions. Like those water signs are. Oh yeah, I got big feelings in my uterus. Big feelings. Opening up your sacral chakra allows you to feel the world around and in us. But ask for consent. But ask for consent before you touch the air. When your sacral energy flow is blocked, you can become unemotional and experience uncertainty, insecurity, and an inability to cope with life's changes. A lack of self-esteem or self-worth may also appear. The symptoms of that include dependency, codependency with other people or a substance that grants you easy access to pleasure, drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. sex, all that dopamine, all the fun stuff, (laughs) being ruled by emotions, or the opposite, feeling numb and out of touch with yourself, overindulgence in fantasies, or lack of sexual desire, satisfaction, and feeling stuck in a particular feeling or mood. So a lot of these, it's like you either get too much of one side or too much of the other side. You're mm-hmm. either like overly sexually active and want to fuck everything you see or you don't feel it at all. It's all about finding the balance and finding the middle ground. Mm-hmm. I would be really interested to know how the sacral chakra changes like as you go through puberty for people that experience sexual desire. Like Sacral chakra is just fucked up. Then. Oh my God. What I- if it's just developing? Well, yeah, because, like, I wonder if it, it's, like, a little tiny, if you're thinking about, like, your chakras as, like, tiny little buds of a lotus flower, the first one that blossoms is the root chakra, mm-hmm. because that has to do with, like, basic human needs. And then, as you, like, start to develop, I mean, kids, like, develop sexually a lot earlier than we're really allow ourselves to recognize yeah like as they develop that thing blossoming each one slowly evolving at what age does my sacral chakra develop well i mean i'm thinking like you know as you come in through puberty like that becoming overactive because it's never been open before or open to the extent that it is that would be really interesting to me we can write a thesis paper about it yeah i mean let's go back to grad school Back not, to school shopping. I'm not ready for, to be an adult. Can, are there, why are there no scholarships for life? I don't know. Affirmations for balancing. My body is sacred. I am healthy. I allow my emotions to flow through me. And then the Bija chakra is Vam. So everything has like a long mm. A. Vam. And then heading up the body. Ooh, heading up. You're an infant mm-hmm. down in your butthole. You're nine and starting to discover boys in your sacral chakra. I don't know how long this is going to (laughs) work. Now we're going into the solar plexus chakra. So the solar plexus chakra is considered to be a yellow circle with 10 petals with a downward pointing triangle in the middle of it. It's in the solar plexus, and I don't know what that fucking means. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we've Googled what it means, and it's in the upper part. Of the belly? Yeah, the where, upper part of the belly where the diaphragm is. Where the diaphragm. So like when you're giving the um, Heimlich maneuver? Yeah, right there. You're saving people in their solar plexus chakra. Yeah. So its element is fire. And the solar plexus chakra's main function is to provide the actual momentum to move forward and realize personal desires and intentions in the world. Love it. It feeds one's direction in life and the actions taken in order to reach your goals. So this is like the college chakra. I hate that this metaphor is working. <laughs> I take it back. This is like senior year. This is senior year. High school. Like, All right. Applied to college. I'm applying. Here, here we go. When your solar plexus chakra is balanced, you may be assertive, exert your will in a way that leads to the expected results somewhat effortlessly, and have harmonious relationships with your surroundings. When the solar plexus chakra is blocked, it could undermine your self-esteem and social life. Jeez, so this does sound like senior year of high school. Yeah, welcome. Like who, why haven't I been invited to prom yet? You're going to feel this by exerting excessive control and authority over your environment and people or feeling helpless and irresponsible. You may feel obsessed with minute details. You may be acting manipulative or misusing your power 
and you may be lacking a clear direction or lack of purpose or ambition. What college do I go to? Do I even want to go to college? Maybe I want to go to a trade school. Maybe I want to take a year off and go to Europe. Why does my mom want me to leave the house so bad? What is she hiding? What is she hiding? Why can't I stay home? Linda, let's call her out. She was like, fly away, my little bird. Get out of here. Get the fuck out. Affirmations for balancing your solar plexus chakra. I direct my own life. I am strong and I honor the power within me. Ram <laughs> is the Bija mantra. Ram is the Bija mantra. Okay, going up. We got a diaphragm. Ooh, I'm wiggling my way up like a snake, like a serpent. And then obviously, what's up there? Not my your lungs. fucking lungs. No, not your fucking lungs. It's your goddamn my heart. Bones. You're, you've had bones in your entire time on this journey. <laughs> they don't just enter here. Why is there no bone chakra? Heart chakra. Because they don't want us to start at our fucking feet. <laughs> so the heart chakra is two green intersecting triangles that form a six-pointed star in a circle with 12 petals. This is more petals each time. It is excessive. The location is actually in the center of the chest, not where our actual heart organ is, but it is the center of the chest area. The element is air. That doesn't... Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but it is. Well, it's like kind of near the lungs and the idea that like as you breathe, like your chest is is like the thing that takes in that air. Like sometimes it's your tummy if you're a good breather, but if you're a A normal shit breather like me... It's like your chest is a thing that would feed that that chakra. That would make sense to me. The heart chakra colors our life with compassion, love, and beauty. It is said to bridge earthly and spiritual aspirations. Ooh, that's air. Spiritual is airy. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's yeah. light. It's feathery. Yeah, 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 yeah. When your heart chakra is open, you have love for oneself and others healthy relationships, compassion and empathy, forgiveness and acceptance, ability to grieve and reach peace, and are open to transformation and change. I'm not about any of this. Your heart chakra is fucking blocked. (laughs) You will feel deeply connected with the harmonious exchange of energy all around you. When the heart chakra is blocked, i.e. example one, Tara, you may experience difficulties in relating with others, excessive jealousy, codependency, or being withdrawn. Oh, bitch. <laughs> All sound like negative traits of a Scorpio person. Fuck you. Symptoms. A heart chakra imbalance will look like being overly defensive. Oh, God. Put. Feeling closed down. Jealous. Fear of intimacy. Always putting oneself in the role of the savior or the rescuer. Or on the other hand, feeling like a victim. I feel. Excessive isolation. Attack. And holding grudges. Physically, you can receive respiratory ailments or circulatory and heart-related issues. I have a a heart defect. Thank you. you. Better fucking fix that shit. (laughs) Affirmations for balance are, I forgive, I am wanted and loved. You only get two, I guess. So do what you can with those. And the Bija mantra is yam. Okay, I want to talk about the heart talker really quick. Okay. So... I have a mitral valve prolapse, which is a heart defect that I was born with, but Mm -hmm. did not experience any kind of symptoms from until February of 2018. Ooh, fun time. Which is when I had my big breakup with this person I was dating for like six years. We were living together and it was like my last semester of graduate school. Like it was like the week that my paper was due, my dissertation. What better time? But great timing. Great timing. So I start getting like chest pains Mm -hmm. that like keep me up at night. And I at first I think it's like I'm having heartburn. But then I go and my doctor's like, your heart is clicking, making like a clicking noise. Weird. I was like, oh, God, this is awful. So I'm like having chest pain. And it had been after like, I'm not going to go into it, but like a bad thing had happened. And then I like leave this person I move out Mm -hmm. and then um like two months later they try to worm their way back into like my life Mm -hmm. I like become open to the idea and then that night I have horrible chest pains again for two days and then I tell them I'm done with you like you because you're and I put up collapse yeah yeah. I like put up systems in place that like you cannot contact me Mm -hmm. and uh, my chest pains stop no medicine or anything no medicine I have not had pain in my chest since 
Oh, I think I had one incident like back in October where I started to have pain again and it was like for a couple days. Yeah. But then we went to the psychic mm-hmm. um, who fuck you and I'm still mad at you. It like literally doesn't make sense because everything said about you is true. It's just, he just said I wanted a husband. He's like, Which was very true at the time. I don't want a husband. But then he was like, your heart chakra is between two mountains. So it's only flowing out in one direction. That's not good. So it's like, I don't think that it's like blocked, but that it's like very pointed and controlled. Mm-hmm. But isn't it blocked? Because it should be flowing through both directions. Right. But if you're thinking about like, I mean, I listened to a couple podcasts and like uh, and watched a couple of videos. Your chakra isn't something that just shoots up directly through the center of you. It's a field. It's an energy field that like surrounds you. They're so much bigger than you think they are. They're not tiny, that they're huge. And based on the person, they can be massive energy mm. fields. It escapes your body. So the idea that like these energy fields or this energy field of your heart can be siphoned down, that it's still going up, that it's like contained in a way that it only shoots out in specific directions. Like, I mean, we talked about how like, like I don't trust anyone. And that, like, I don't know how to have healthy relationships. And I don't, like, like the people that I love. I love them in, like, a very specific and controlled way. Like, I really resonated with, like, this discussion about the heart, the heart chakra. Hmm. Like, I didn't think that, like, jealousy and, like, and, like, forgiveness would be a part of it, you know? Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense when you think about it. But you also want to be, like, yes, the heart connected to jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... That love and openness and absence of love, that would be the thing that I would think of. But, like, hungry for love yeah. is, like, a way that it could be blocked. Mm-hmm. You're starving, that you're, like, greedy with love. That makes so so much sense to me. I think we need to go back to, like, one year later, a return trip. All right, I've been doing a lot of talking, so I guess I should talk about the throat chakra. Continue. All right, so we've decided after your heart, it's the throat. We're not even going to play games. It's not your neck. It's not your shoulder bones i'm not suddenly in my arm no 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 no. do you not get arms in heaven either? no arms in heaven okay just straight up shot yep okay no you're just a floating torso like a bullet like a spirit god bullet shooting through the universe that's dope as fuck right into fucking nirvana boom you meet the buddha you kiss his face he kisses yours he offers you a beer you can't hold it because you don't got no hands why does he have hands i don't know anyway (laughs) The mudras, you know. Okay. The mudras. Throat chakra. So the throat chakra is a blue circle with 16 petals on the outside. We're moving up in petals. Here we go. Sweet 16. It is a crescent with a circle inside of it. Sometimes it can also contain a downward pointing triangle with another circle inside of it. So guess where it is? The throat? Hell yeah! Okay. Ding, ding, ding. I was so scared. So its element is ether. Think of it as the spaciousness around your throat and neck through which profound spiritual truths can flow like air, like into ether. The ether. I like it. This is something else that I thought was really interesting is that like people don't talk about your throat chakra a lot. I feel like it's like one of those things that's like, it's not sexy, you know, it's like, it's it's like my truth and stuff like that. It's actually the connecting point between like your earthly, you know, chakras and the spiritual. It's like the thing that connects you. It is the bridge between like your body and the universe. Yeah. So fucking sex it up. Yeah, I like it. So the throat chakra governs the expression of yourself, your truth, your purpose in life, your creativity. Mm-hmm. This chakra has a natural connection to the sacral chakra because you're deep throaty. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's in the belly. It's the belly button. It's not the donkey dick chakra. I keep forgetting. She's no, Did you, when I talked, you listened. Donkey dicks don't get in. Everyone else listens to me. Sorry, 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 sorry. Da, 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 I take it back. The throat Rewind. chakra emphasizes on expressing and projecting creativity into the world. When your throat chakra is open, you do well with expression, especially in your ability to speak the truth, communication, connection with the etheric realm, and propensity to create. That's a big word. That's a vocab word. What does that even mean? Propensity. Propensity. Like a need. A propensity. A want. A desire? A desire. Oh. A propensity to create. Okay. It fills you up. Propensity. 
Wow. Yeah. We should do a vocabulary word podcast. We really should have just started with all the vocab words Damn. and just made everyone go through it. Do it like a little quiz, a spelling bee maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. It's also this throat chakra is super deep down into projecting your ideas and blueprints into reality, realizing your purpose and having a good sense of timing. Comedic timing, perhaps. Is this the funny chakra? Maybe it is the funny chakra. Maybe it's the speak your truth. It's like I'm telling a joke and it's funny and you're laughing, but underneath I'm deadly serious. Yeah, it kind of hurts a little, right? Yeah, right. Comedians have overactive. Overactive throat chakras. Yeah. yeah. So when the throat chakra is blocked, it can contribute to feelings of insecurity, being timid and introverted. An overactive throat chakra may lead to gossiping. Love gossiping. Non-stop talking and being verbally aggressive or mean. So all those bullies in middle school, overactive throat chakras. That makes sense. You're going to feel sort of like a lack of control over your speech, either in speaking too much or inappropriately. You might actually accidentally drop an F-bomb. Whoopsie, in front of your grandmama. Oh no. It better be okay. It's 2019. Not being able to listen to others, excessive fear of speaking, not being able to keep your word, telling lies, and feeling a lack of purpose in your life. Affirmations for balancing your throat chakra. My voice matters. My voice is clear and I speak my truth. And the Bija mantra is hum. Spelled like ham. Spelled like ham. But it's hum. Yes. I think that this is really interesting. People trying to fill silence and the way that people often fill silence with gossip or bullying or ways to raise themselves up, you know? I think that's a really important part of like an overactive or like overused throat chakra. Gossip's the best. Dude, gossip's the best, but maybe like who does it help? Me. You make friends through hate. (laughs) My best friends, probably through something we hated. All right, Trump. All right. Moving on to the third eye chakra. Where the fuck would that be? I imagined that the third eye chakra is going to be in the middle of my forehead where all those lines that I'm developing in my late 20s are sort of crevassing into my skin. Well, yeah, it's like even, right? Because it's like here are my two eyes and then right in the middle of my forehead is going to be the third eye. The third eye. Fucking wrong. I, which is crazy. Is stupid. All these illustrations being like, oh, the third eye. Mm -hmm. Smack dab in your forehead. No motherfuckers. It's actually between your two eyes, like on the bridge of your nose. So it's three fucking eyes all in a line staring at you. Terrifying. So scary. But the third eye chakra symbol is represented by either a purple or bluish purple color. Its symbol contains the two elements associated with wisdom, the upside down triangle and the lotus flower. And it kind of fucking looks like an eye. Easy. Mm -hmm. Easy. I feel like it is. It's like the simplest design too besides the root chakra. I'm like clean, crisp. Good lines. They probably just gave up. They were like, how many more fucking pedals can we put in this? Tired. I'm so tired. I need a break. It's the same thing over and over and over again. My arm hurts. (laughs) The element it is associated with is light, which makes sense. It's an eye. Mm -hmm, Because it takes in light. Takes in light. And the third eye chakra perceives the more subtle qualities of reality. It goes beyond the physical senses into the realm of subtle energies. It is also associated with the spirit. Okay, all right. Mm. Keep it fucking closed, y'all. No. Close it up. Open, open. When your third eye chakra is open, you will have intuition, perception of subtle dimensions and movements of energy, psychic abilities, throwback to last episode, related to clairvoyance and clairaudience, access to mystical states, we're going to like astral projection in this third eye, yo. Connection to wisdom and insight, and it motivates inspiration and creativity. When your third eye chakra is blocked, you lose your sense of direction in life and become stagnant. Your perception about life and where you're headed can become negatively skewed and nearly unrecognizable. Unable to let go of the past and a fear of what the future holds makes you very dogmatic in your beliefs, daily routine, and how you view others. Some symptoms of that will be like feeling stuck in the daily grind without being able to look beyond your problems, rejection of everything spiritual, not being able to see the greater picture and lack of clarity. And some physical symptoms include delusions, depression, anxiety, whew, is coming for us. <laughs> Paranoia, migraines, seizures, poor vision, and sciatica. I feel like anxiety is a big part of all of these, but I think that the anxiety is pointed at different 
facets. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just like overarching anxiety. All anxiety is connected to this specific chakra. I feel like it's like anxiety about sexuality, anxiety about my safety, anxiety. It's like those, that is a very common thread, but I don't think it's like all anxiety is the third eye chakra. I don't know. You're talking about anxiety about your sexuality. And it literally says feeling stuck in the daily grind without being able to look beyond your problems. Who cares about your sexual desire? Well, anxiety. It's, it's above, right? So it's like you you have to As work above, through, so You have to work through all those chakras. Yeah, it's like different levels in like a video game. Yeah, That's yeah, how video yeah. games work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A Mario going on up. <laughs> Fuck you, Bowser. Princess Peach, baby. Yeah. I got that reference. Hella sacral chakra right in that. Man's motivation. The affirmations for balance for the third eye chakra is I nurture my spirit. I accept and trust the path I am on and I see clearly. And the Bija mantra. Here we go, guys. Om. So when people, that's like the cartoonish Right. Like when we're, we're thinking about people that are like meditating, mm-hmm. there is sort of like this cartoon or caricature of someone that meditates and that is into spiritual practices. They are often saying Om. Yes. So this would be this would make sense that as people are working through their chakras, this is the first psychic or ethereal or astral plane chakra. Yes. OK. And that's why it's Om. It makes sense to me. Anyway. So the final one. You guys ready for this to be done? Save the best for last. Maybe. Dude. I don't know. Okay. So third eyes. So we're at the eyes. Mm-hmm. Hairline. Hairline. Chakra. Does your hairline go? Do your eyebrows go to heaven? I hope so. You're welcome. Your eyebrows go to heaven. Thank you. Your forehead goes to heaven. Uh, with pre-Botox or post-Botox or does it not really matter? It doesn't matter because you're a being of like crystalline light and purity. Okay. That like as you ascend, like the beauty excretes from your pores and fixes all of our wrinkles love it no more acne scars love it gone goodbye goodbye basically straight out of the womb mm-hmm. but prettier yeah. better eyebrows better eyebrows more hair but no nasty fingernails ew yeah no i forgot about that ew so it encompasses this final chakra okay. encompasses all of your beautiful hair amazing the bigger the hair, the closer to God. It's very big right now. And on tippity top of your beautiful bun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a crown. <gasps> I love crowns. It's like a tiara, the I tiara chakra. Love crowns. <laughs> I'm so excited. She's gripping her bun. <laughs> she's doing, she's making a crown. With my five fingers of the universe. Yeah. I love it. I'm so, so excited. Crown chakra. Tell me more. You want to hear about it? Let me tell you. So the crown chakra is described as a lotus with a thousand petals. Go okay, big or go home. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm looking at this picture and there's no way that's a thousand petals if I really count okay, it. Okay, you know what? Because of the picture that I found on Two, Google. Three, four, crown five, chakra. Six, seven, eight, nine. You 10, picked, 11, 12, you know what you did? 13, you picked 14. a stylized emoji. Here we go. Here I come. Boom. Count those petals, bitch. So it's supposed to encompass all colors or a golden light, but often I see it paired with like purple or fuchsia. Purple's the best color. Right. I mean, up for debate. But um, so. I mean, it's not, but it's not up for debate. It's the best color. You can continue, but purple is the best color. There's no debate. So it's located on the very top of your head or slightly mm-hmm. above, like a little crown. Okay. Some say that it's connected to the element of thought. But others say that it's not connected to any kind of earthly or material element. Okay. The crown chakra is like full philosophy major. It's about consciousness. It's about liberation. It's about connection to the higher planes and presence. This is the chakra you want to use for that zoom juice your way up to enlightenment and feel connected to the universe. It is divine. Mm. Right, right, right. So when this dude is blocked, you might feel isolated and disconnected from the spiritual. Inversely, when it's overactive, you might feel disconnected from your body. It's actually pretty normal for your crown chakra to not be open every moment of every day. It's usually only wide open when you're doing deep meditation. And that usually takes a lot of practice. Can you imagine how fucking exhausting it would be to be connected to the entire universe every minute of every day? I just want my fucking pumpkin spice latte. That's why I'm so tired all the time. <laughs> I'm so connected. It's huge. It's your crown draining. is massive. So draining. So affirmations for balance. Here we go. I am light. I understand and I see the divine in all. So 
in some places I saw that the Bidra mantra was also Om mm-hmm. for this one. I also saw that it was silence. That there is no Bija mantra. Wild. Because you're like fucking way up high with your spirit guide flying you're throughout our space. space. Where there's no sound. <laughs> no one can hear you Om. Ah! Okay. Anyway, so those have been the chakras and also all my traumas. My trauma chakras. Yeah, we really went into your traumas with that one. Woof. Anyway. Oh, what are you waiting for? Oh, what time is it? Are you waiting you waiting on me? I mean consistency. It's what the people need. You don't want to hear more about my diary? I would love to hear more about beep, beep, diary. Beep, 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 beep. Oh. Hold on, that wasn't right. Hold on, let me try again. Leave it in. Beep 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 beep. Don't what is it? That's what you do. You're just doing it. Beep beep beep. Beep 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 beep. It's broken this week. All right, Boop. guys. This is the 70s version. Maybe the 50s version. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you for the rendition of our normal sound. All right. Welcome to Witches in the News. I'm Alicia Herter, your witch caster for the evening. And I'm Tara Keck, your intern. Would you like some coffee? I would love some. Goodbye. Blair Witch, Hunt for Witches in the New Horror Video Game. Ooh, we're getting a little spooky, a little weird this time. We're talking about video games. <laughs> How relatable. How relatable. I don't know much about video games minus the Mario one, the Zelda one, and the Pokemon one. That's it for me. Those are three. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That's really it. That's all you really need. That's all I need. So let's get into a little bit of witchy pop culture. Are you looking to get into the spirits of Halloween early? Blair Witch is a first-person, story-driven, psychological horror game based on the cinematic lore of the Blair Witch Project. I didn't even know there was lore. Uh, Yeah, so that movie came out, and then they made, like, lore out of it, because the whole movie, their whole marketing scheme was like, this actually happened. And it was, like, a huge deal, because it was the first time, this is very film (laughs) school-y, this was the first time, like, anyone has actually tried to do that as a marketing scheme, and it actually be a success. For a very low-budget film. So picture this. It's 1996. A young boy disappears in the Black Hills Forest near Burkittsville, Maryland. East Coast, spooky, here we are. You are Ellis, a former police officer with a troubled past. And you join the search for the missing boy. How hairy is my chest? I mean, he's a police officer and he has a troubled past, so it's probably, like, really hairy. Mm -hmm. Like, he probably doesn't, like, manscape. Right. But this is the 90s, so it might be, like, shaved into... Might be trimmed. You think so? You think just around the you nipples. You think a police officer would... very thin around the nipples, and then it comes out in like Who is an he ombre. Impressing? He obviously drinks a lot and isn't getting any. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Continue. Okay. What starts as an ordinary investigation turns into an endless nightmare as you confront your fears and the Blair Witch, the mysterious force that haunts the woods. And the trailer looks a spooks. No, you're not going to make me watch it. I'm not going to make you watch it. Thank God. Yeah. But it looks spooks. There are figures running quickly behind the trees as you're walking in the dark woods with mm. only a fucking flashlight. No. I, but there's a dog. This, you have a dog. Is it my friend? Yeah, that's your only fucking friend. You are <laughs> a police officer with a troubled past. You get one German Shepherd. Do I get to name it? Uh, his name is Bullet. So no, you don't. <laughs> that's a good name. It's a great name. But I'm hoping that Bullet is able to escape alive because it would really break my heart if he didn't. And... Please protect Bullet at all costs. It is your mission. Blair Witch launches August 30th for Xbox One and PC. Oof, damn. Bye. Next on our list, mother and son shared delusion that neighbor was a witch and called neighbor's daughter evil. What? So this is a lot of like keyboard pounding. So it's just, it's a bit, it's a bit. So we're heading back into the UK because you guys won't fucking stop. (laughs) You're in my news almost every week. Calm the fuck down. If it's not the UK, it's fucking Canada. It's and all I know that... you Canadian listeners are actually listening right now. It's all of that fucking sunshine. They need more sunshine. It's all gray yeah, skies they don't have pools, in the UK. Remember? No pools. No pools. No joy. No joy. You pale ass motherfuckers. <sighs> it's wild. In South London, 76-year-old Lenora Joseph and her 56-year-old son, Mark Joseph, were taken to court by their neighbor, Samantha Ginsburg, on allegations that they harassed Ginsburg. Ginsburg claimed that the born-again Christian mother and son harassed her for four months in 2018 by chanting, Death by fire, death to Samantha. Holy shit! And blasting American religious TV shows at maximum volume. 
They also targeted Ginsburg's. They also targeted Ginsburg's six-year-old autistic daughter because no. they believed she was possessed by a witch. No, that's mean. It is mean. That's mean. It's fucking mean. Yeah. On Lenora and Mark's side, they believe that Samantha had cursed Lenora, which step back, step back. Okay. Death by fire, death to Samantha. Does that not sound like a curse? <laughs> like just if you're using God, that's still a curse. You are literally cursing. Yeah. That's a good right? question. That that'll be If Jesus is on my side, is it still a curse? It might be if it's a negative, right? Negativity is a what, curse. Yeah, death by... What? Hmm. That would be a good ep- question for our curse episode. Yeah. So on Lenora and Mark's side, they believe that Samantha had cursed Lenora, a curse that had paralyzed Lenora for a few weeks. The three adults went to Wimbledon Magistrates Court to present their case and both sides of the story to Judge Andrew Sweet. During the trial, Lenora kept muttering under her breath, Jesus. <laughs> and at one point... She even said, Jesus, kill her, in which Judge Sweet was like, now nah, you got to go. Get out of here. So once all the evidence was heard. Jesus kills. Jesus kills. Which I'm like, that's not what he preached, yo. No. A born again Christian? She wasn't listening twice. <laughs> like, come on. How crazy is that? <sighs> once all the evidence was presented, Judge Sweet concluded that the mother and son were not guilty. His reasoning was that although they were guilty of harassment, so they were they were guilty, but they're not guilty. He's not charging them as guilty. What? The mother and son did not have any idea of what they were doing and needed to be taken for psychiatric help. That I'll put her. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. The story continues. Okay. Psychiatrist Dr. Christian Brown diagnosed the two with a condition known as... As being a fucking bitch. Foliadu. I think that's how you say it. It's French. So I'm, I'm giving it, it my best shot. Foliadu, which is a shared psychosis. Dr. Brown stated they believe their landlord is trying to murder them. And they said they believe their neighbors to be witches who put curses on them and kill them without leaving any trace. And then a mouse or mice they may have seen in their flat represents this. And an image of Jesus they realized was a picture of a demon trying to spy on them on behalf of their neighbors. Woof. I, um, I, uh... So they're saying psychiatric help. To conclude. Wowee. Yeah. Sounds like some chakras may have been blocked, yo. (laughs) And this is why we say mudras are not enough. Modern medicine is very helpful. Yeah. Mudras do help, let me know. But not enough. Modern medicine. And they don't know what a mudra is. in tandem with... Mudras and mantras are like the beautiful whipped cream Mm -hmm. on the top of the sundae. That is proper psychiatric help. Or it's like, wear sunscreen for skin-related issues, but your creams and shit also help. Mm-hmm. They're not going to save you. The sunscreen's going to save you. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, doctor sunscreen. All right, last one. Gold. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. While it's hot, Marianne Williamson's fans made her the orb queen of the 2020 campaign. Marianne Williamson. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, you ready? You, she's back. She's listening to me again. I am... Okay. You guys are listening and you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about? This is about the democratic debates in the United States of fucking America. We are well underway and one of the most interesting candidates to pop up during it is our woo-woo lady, Marianne Williamson. Hell yeah, I'm about her. Marianne speaks in metaphors, her memes are dope as fuck. Hell yeah. And she is not afraid to share her views on reparations and point out the dark psychic forces in our worlds. She has also gained a following started by the podcast Chapo Trap House. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of fans calling her the Orb Queen. I'm sure this was not Chapo Trap House's intention, <laughs> but this is what they did. Look at what you did. Exactly. So what started as a joke has gained thousands of followers on her Reddit page, mostly with people posting the Orb Crystal Ball emoji, and Marianne even leans into the joke herself by speaking her truth and mocking herself when it's necessary. After the second debate, when a CNN reporter asked how she did afterward, Marianne replied, I'll tell you later when I see the memes. Brilliant. Brilliant. When Marianne was asked to speak again about Trump's dark forces, she elaborated by saying, This is collectivized hatred. It has been and continues to be one of the most dangerous forces on the planet. Now you can't fight dog whistles. You have to drown them out with angel voices. Metaphors. Metaphors everywhere. Amazing. So, Tara, we're going to play a game. 
a game, you Welcome. say. <laughs> she liked that. She liked that a lot. Welcome to Jimmy Fallon's Who Said It? Marianne Williamson or Albus Dumbledore. Okay. Okay. Quote one. Until we have seen someone's darkness, we don't really know who they are. Marianne Williamson or Albus Dumbledore? Albus Dumbledore. Damn it! Marianne Williamson. Okay. Okay. Quote two. We are drawn to our destiny as if to a magnet, and while monsters can delay us, they have no power to change our destination. Marianne Williamson or Albus Dumbledore? Marianne Williamson? You got that one. And last quote of the evening. Harry Potter is one boy in a long line of mythical heroes who have reminded the human race that we are so much more than we think we are. Marianne Williamson or Albus Dumbledore? Marianne Williamson? <laughs> All quotes by Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Thank you for joining our party, our Quizlet of Marianne Williamson versus Albus Dumbledore. And then the studio audience applauds. Commercial break. Da, 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 da. And then we're shaking. So it's like our shaking mics are hands. cut off, but we're shaking hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. If you think Marianne Williamson is your girl and you live in the United States, either give her a unique donation or post a video of support to help reflect her polling numbers by August 28th. What's up, Orb Queen? If you want to keep her in the game or not, up to you. And that concludes this evening's Which is in the News. Namaste. Nama go. Do a spell to the next part of our podcast. This is the last part. Here we go. All right. A spell for back to school. So I found this back to school spell on the Mystic Bitches blog, who is run by Sam's. I've kind of cut some of the fat. I've made this a little bit leaner and then changed a couple things, but it is still originally by Sam. Okay. So thank you, Sam. Things you're going to need. Sage, as always. Crayons. No crayons. Two, a yellow candle for intelligence and mental clarity. Three, fresh rosemary for memory and protection. Mm -hmm. And then four, all the notebooks you plan on using this semester. Mm. So to cast this spell, ooh, you're gonna cleanse and you're gonna ground with that sage. She's like miming saging. Number two, light the candle. This is the easiest spell ever. Here it comes. So this is verbatim. I want you to focus on your academic goals visualize yourself doing well in your classes, feeling prepared for all of your exams, and balancing your workload well. Great. So visualization. I'm doing great. I'm not worried about my tests. My teacher likes me. I don't have to sit in the front, maybe in the middle, not in the back, because I got bad eyesight and my family is too poor to get me new glasses. Anyway, you're going to recite these affirmations in whatever order and also feel free to add on to these affirmations. First, I am intelligent. This is true. Number two, I am focused. Yeah. This is sometimes true. This is sometimes true. Great. Number three, I'm doing well in all of my classes. That's a straight up lie because classes haven't started yet. But it's good to have a goal. (laughs) As you are saying your affirmations and incantations, I want you to take the fresh rosemary in your hand and rub it on the first page of each of your notebooks. Mm. Okay? And I want you to continue to visualize yourself being academically successful as you do this. If you want to, you can hold the fresh rosemary over the candle flame until it catches fire and then wave the smoke over your notebooks like you're smudging with the rosemary. Mm, Once again, keep your visualizations in your mind as you do this. Once you've repeated your incantations or affirmations as many times as you feel is right for you and have blessed all of your notebooks with the rosemary, I want you to just sit and watch your candle flame for a few moments. Concentrate on your academic goals. Visualize yourself achieving them. Focus your energy and then do this as long as you feel you need to. To end the ritual, all you got to do is blow out that candle. Easy. Yeah, super easy. And then, I mean, ground and center yourself before you start cleaning up. And you don't necessarily need to, like, smoke cleanse again, but really just, like, pull yourself down. You've been working with a lot of energy and allow that energy to dissipate. If your candle didn't burn out completely, keep it to burn nearby while studying for exams and or writing essays. So you can use this as sort of a charm. This candle is a charm if you didn't completely allow it to burn out. Look at our straight-A little witches. I know. It's smart witches. Yeah. Book smart, street smart. 
Life smart. Life smart. Yeah. So this has been like a lot of information. I love it. I hope you guys are ready it's with it. It's hard to retain. And yeah. haven't died yet. Oh my God. Just please don't be dead. I don't know if anyone's died during our podcast. That would be creepy. I guess we wouldn't know. Anyway. We would like to give a special thanks to our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and to Kevin McLeod for allowing us to use his music each week in our intro and outro. What's up, Kevin? Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for the music. If you have any questions about the podcast or have any topics you're interested in learning, you can contact us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com or at our Instagram, which is at witchyes. Mm-hmm. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And also, those reviews are really big. So you rate, give us five stars, and then give us those quality comments. Five goos, guy. Five goos. Give us five goos. <laughs> And yeah, that really helps us, the charts, and helps people find us. We don't advertise anywhere, and we're not a part of a network. What? And then, and it's also, what has this been? Witch, yes! All right, bye guys. Bye!